0: Welcome to Fearless Hustle Collective, a podcast for creative female entrepreneurs and a home to honest conversations about the ups and downs of running your own business. Hello and welcome back. This week's episode is a little bit different. Um, One of the stumbling blocks when I was putting this podcast together was the introduction of the podcast. I didn't really know what to say and it felt a little bit odd just talking into the microphone about myself. So eight episodes in, I finally feel like it's time to share a little bit more about myself and kind of introduce myself, I guess. But instead of just chatting on my own, um, I chat to my husband who has been uh, along this kind of journey right from the beginning and he's been supporting me all along the way. So, this episode is all about fearless beginnings, and I'd really like to invite you to share your own fearless beginnings with us. So, how you got started in business, the lessons you've learned, um, anything that you feel like you would like to share. Um, and you can do that by using the hashtag fearless beginnings, uh, and I'll be resharing some of the stories on over on my Instagram. If jackfruit can become pulled pork, you, my darling, can be anything. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was so funny because, yeah, why is that used as a pulled pork substitute?
1: Yeah, and the only time I've ever seen jackfruit was at the street food. Um, concession in Victoria Centre in Nottingham, and that was pretty much labelled like it was pulled pork, but yeah. it was jackfruit. Yeah, and obviously. Yeah,
0: I think I had it at a wilderness festival when we went in the burrito, but yeah, it was sadly. quite surprisingly
1: pleasant. But it should be just billed as jackfruit and not <laughs> pulled pork <laughs> substitute.
0: Yeah, don't tell us lies. Um, okay, so <laughs> let's start by well why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself
1: <laughs> a little bit about myself okay so um for work I uh, work for Notts County Football in the community which is the sort of community arm of the football club so we go into schools and um, deliver sort of PSHE and PE programs we also do lots of work around mental health with vulnerable adults and uh, we do a fitness session for cancer patients who are looking to get fit and recover or get fit for surgery, um, so really sort of diverse, wide range of, of stuff. Um, and then recently also taken on the role of Notts County Women's Manager um, for the new team that's recently been set up this year. Um, so yeah, we're sort of three weeks into the season of that. And uh, yeah, that's me at the minute.
0: <laughs> so it's quite nice actually because your job has, your, your full-time job, you do lots of different projects and it's quite varied which i always found is quite nice because our previous job didn't really include that we we used to both work from home and sat at the desk for kind of eight hours a day um
1: yeah you start to you start to become jaded after a while it's you know it's the sort of comforts of home were good but then like you know eight hours at the desk no variety, the same thing, sort of repetition. So yeah, the, the best part of my job, without a doubt, is the ability to sort of get out and meet different people and see different things and just sort of keep it diverse and the variety is good. So Yeah,
0: you're on the go as well, which is quite nice because I find that obviously part of my job now, well, probably majority of it is desk-based, really. <laughs> I don't think people realise how much I spend, how much time I spend at the desk. It's usually... I think in people's minds, it's probably like, oh, you're out photographing a lot of the time and stuff, but like, that's probably like maybe 10% if that. Yeah, the works the at rest, home,
1: editing, yeah. and all the rest of it, that's where the It's all the admin and,
0: yeah, and stuff that comes into it afterwards. You've So you've mentioned, obviously, you started the um, role as a manager of Let's County Women. Uh, how does that feel?
1: Um, it feels incredible, to be honest. Um, obviously, I've supported the club, since I was, you know, from the first match when I was three years old, going to Wembley. Um, you know, it's in the family. It's something that, you know, obviously, if anybody is a fan of football or, or sport in general, they'll sort of resonate with how it, it's such a huge part of your life. It might sound stupid to some people as well, but it's it's sort of woven into your, your daily sort of consciousness. Um, you know, you're sort of checking the news, you're looking forward to the weekend. And that, that's been every week since I was three. Um, and it was a great honour to, to work for the community scheme and being able to sort of represent the club that I love in the community and show that the great work that we can do and the great sort of uh, things that football or, or sport in general can can bring to help change people's lives but to, to manage the women's team is, is a different level it's a fantastic honour um, and yeah it's just something really really sort of been working towards for a long time uh, yeah and it's just a fantastic opportunity really and, and something that as, as huge as a task it is and, and as sort of a weighty um, that it is as well on the shoulders, it's, it's a fantastic, fantastic honour. So, yeah, it's brilliant.
0: Yeah, you've been working up towards an opportunity like that for quite some time. Uh, doing your coaching courses um, you've recently completed the UEFA B obviously I, d- I appreciate some people may not know what this any of this <laughs> means
1: yeah so that's a sort of you know really important step on the journey so you do your, your FA coaching badges um, I've been working in sort of junior football in the women's game for a while now at local clubs and and the big rivals across the Trent and Nottingham Forest last year um, and yeah the opportunity I guess you know sometimes you have to take a step back and and realize it probably is partly through sort of hard work and and sort of doing the right thing at the right time and making sure you're working hard um but then also you know perhaps by a little bit of luck this opportunity came up and and uh yeah it's just taking that forward now and and making a success of it because it's it's a fantastic opportunity
0: yeah it's interesting that you say that it's a bit of luck um but actually, from my perspective, and I know I do this a lot, where I say, ah, this just happened and I I didn't have anything to do with it. But actually in reality, you've been working hard for a few years in the women's game, and then you initiated um, a few meetings um, or at least put the feelers out to see whether um, there was an opportunity there. So actually, i feel like yeah Yeah, i mean
1: there is something to i suppose to making your own look definitely um but i've said it to you before obviously i feel like as well so i'm not i don't particularly believe in fate or or anything like that but so far up until this date touch wood um just things have fallen into place at the right time for me in in football um and that's not going to be the case for everybody um but but it feels like that's been part of my journey and, and something that's helped I just, you know, whether you're in the right place at the right time, or you speak to the right person on the right day, obviously has a lot to do with it. But yeah, obviously, I accept that you have to make those opportunities. You have to be there and make mm. that look as well. Yeah.
0: So no, I definitely think that's that mostly all down to you, really. But obviously, I know that sometimes it's easy to not see that. I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I agree.
0: Obviously, you've spoken to the right people and all that kind of stuff. But I feel like. The support you've had around you even in previous actually previous teams that you've worked in you had really great support and now in this team you've got a good kind of set of people around you that have kind of helped you when issues have um, come up do you feel like that's kind of something that's really important and
1: I think it's massively, massively important. I think probably more so than anything else, really. Um, you know, as much as you can be strong and you can work hard and, and achieve things by yourself, I think having a support network around you and having a group of people that you trust and people whose advice that you value is, is really important. Um, obviously, I'm lucky enough to have a really supportive wife who, you know, obviously is perhaps considered a football (laughs) widow sometimes because the the amount of hours that goes into it, you know, alongside the sort of full-time job as well is is huge. Um, And it's all I talk about some days and, you know, if we lose on a Sunday, I'm in a bad mood Um, and, you know, it's sort of part and parcel of it and you didn't sign up for that. Um, just sort of had no choice in the matter, really. Um, just but, but in
0: the same way that you didn't sign up for me talking about my business all the time, so <laughs> yeah, but I it's, guess it goes both ways.
1: Yeah, of course it does, and that's part and parcel of it, but I think you know that I've been really lucky with that. Um, but not only that, I mean, you know you can think of individuals, but one person in particular, um, a, a guy called Rob, who was was a parent, really, um, when I was at Radcliffe Olympic Football Club at their under-16s and then under-18s, um, his daughter played but sort of just the aside from the sort of football stuff but you know the real important stuff was a sort of emotional support really yeah, and just exactly. being that person that you can ring um, that person that you can speak to and you know you don't even necessarily have to agree with what they're saying but sometimes just to have that person to almost be a soundboard to bounce ideas off or to for me I mean I've said I've said this to you quite a lot I think the most The most valuable support is when somebody questions why you do something. So if somebody asks you why you do something, it might seem like the most ridiculous question in the world sometimes and that you think what you're doing has a purpose. But when you start to actually look at why you're doing something quite quickly, then you either see the value to what you're doing and you can justify it. Or sometimes it's just a force of habit or something that you've done for a long time and then you sit and you think, well, actually, yeah, why Why am I doing that? And could it be done in a different way or could you take a different approach? So I think that's really, really important.
0: Yeah, I found it massively useful, um, particularly the meetups I organise every month um, for creative women in Nottingham. Um, it's been so useful just to chat to people without any judgment everyone's been really open and supportive and just have that someone just to chat through ideas um we met a few days ago we had a meetup and it was actually a very small group this time um I think a lot of people couldn't make it which was in a way quite nice actually because we ended up just really having a good (laughs) good chat and yeah it's, it's just been so invaluable actually and I think it gives me that boost of kind of motivation and yeah support for the month ahead and then we meet again and then
1: it's really nice as well because I mean obviously I've seen I've seen sort of firsthand you know I can tell when you've been to the meetup and stuff and you you know you can tell that you you've got almost like a little extra spur of energy about something or you know just that that bit of extra sort of sparkle about what you're doing I think it's really really important again just and it's people as well potentially that are in the same situation or a similar situation that can relate to what you're doing um, but then as well equally it can be people who have no idea what you're doing and sometimes they're the most valuable as well like we say obviously you don't sort of perhaps know the in-depth details of everything that I do on a daily basis <laughs> <Definitely> and <not. laughs> I, I don't understand some of the stuff that you do um, but again sometimes like I said those those questions sometimes that perhaps are born out of ignorance um provoke the most thought i think yeah
0: Um, definitely
1: i think of a sort of an example we did a a mentoring course a while ago um which focuses around sort of helping young coaches on their journey um and sort of again just how you approach them how you talk to them and often it was about asking questions and, and not being critical and not being sort of giving your opinion so much as just letting letting people guide you um, and by asking them questions, really, and and one example they used was uh, of a tennis player, um, who who had a mentor, and he was he was from Cirque, Cirque du Soleil, so it was like a he trained circus acts all his life, knew nothing about sport. Um, they worked together for sort of six months going on, and just little things like the the, the circus performer, the circus tutor, would ask why that he, he warms up in a certain way, and his answer was that he'd done it since he was sort of a junior since he was nine ten years old and it had been the same one that he'd done every day and it wasn't until somebody asked why that he he sort of thought you know well yeah why why am I doing this what what is is there a different way or a different approach potentially and I think again whilst people in your same situation are good also it's it's great to to just talk to people and soak up information from people of all industries and all backgrounds and it can be really helpful.
0: Yeah I think in the past I've been quite maybe dismissive a little bit of people who aren't in this this kind of industry because i feel like well that you just don't understand
1: yeah of course um
0: but actually I, i think you're right that a lot of people have experience in different things and they can bring different things into the mix and like i say make you think of stuff that you might not have thought of before
1: yeah definitely i think it's it's really important um, and you know there, there are I think sometimes we, f- we, we fail to see how similar stuff is um processes and, and psychologies behind certain things and it, it can sort of go across all forms of different businesses, different sports um and you really you can learn from from everything if you if you've got the time and the willingness to listen to other people I think it can really really help you you can take so much from whatever it is you do obviously I, I'm talking about sport a lot because that's that's what I do but you know you you can learn so much from other people in other industries and and the way they sort of carry themselves and go about things it's, it's really important
0: yeah definitely one of the reasons why i wanted to record this episode was because when i first started recording the podcast i was very adamant that i had to have an introduction episode um but i felt well i felt that that was stopping me from actually putting it out there because i couldn't base sitting here (laughs) it's the
1: hurdle the first hurdle is always the hardest
0: yeah and just sitting here and talking about myself because it just felt so uncomfortable um so here we are about seven episodes in i felt like maybe this would be a good opportunity to chat about how i started where i started and that kind of stuff so i always say actually i think you were surprised when i said it recently but you were kind of the driving force behind me actually starting my photography business. Yeah. So you really encouraged me to put a Facebook page together, um, which I, I did not feel like I was ready for at all. And probably in hindsight, maybe I wasn't like, with regards to like my photography skills, but it got the ball rolling and it just means that, it meant that I kind of started chipping away at it I suppose
1: and 100% I think I was obviously
0: working full time at the same time um, so it meant that I could you know I felt like I needed to do a little bit here and there um, because I had that Facebook page So
1: I think yeah I think as well it's it's almost the sort of verbalization and, and the sort of having the idea released if you like mm, onto the world that, yeah. that can get the ball rolling I think if people wait until they're ready they'll be waiting their entire lives because there's always something, there's always a reason you can give yourself as to why you're not ready. So if you put yourself out there and however hard it is, that first step, once the first step is taken, the ball's rolling. And it was exactly the same for me with my coaching. You know, I, I kind of remember speaking to you and it was just a far away idea that maybe one day I'd quite like to run a football team and mm. you know, it was something I was passionate about and I remember saying, you oh, know, perhaps, you know, if, when we have children, I'll, I'll run our child's team you know this is you know 10 years down the line sort of thing but you sort of encouraged me to take that first step and contact the FA and do that first badge and then once, once I'd taken that leap of faith almost everything else started to fall into place and yeah the first step's the most important
0: yeah but I think also it's important to remember that actually all of this stuff takes time so obviously sometimes you have an idea and then you don't do anything with it for like a couple of years before (laughs) you start acting on it um but generally it it takes time so I started photographing when our son was about one so about five years ago um and I was I'm all I'm self-taught so it means that I obviously had to learn everything myself um so I ordered books and did that kind of stuff and just trial and error I guess for the most part but it's been, obviously, where I am now, you know, it took five years to get here. It's huge, so yeah. It's
1: a huge amount of work and time and, and commitment. It, it
0: was, but also, what I'm trying to say is, I guess, is that it's n- nothing is kind of overnight.
1: No, of course um,
0: not. And it's been building up for five years, and I suppose it was similar with you.
1: Yeah, I think with you, it's it's been, you know, visible for me to see the huge amount of work. You know, it's, you've talked about it on one of your other episodes, you know that sort of work-life balance of, of being at the desk for eight hours a day, having you know a family but then also trying to find time to edit or you know put work into your Facebook group or into your online platform, marketing and all those kind of things which is completely done by you as as you are your business you're, you're the accountant, you're the you know the photographer, the editor absolutely everything so it's 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 hard to get that work-life balance and it does take sacrifice and again that's that's why that support i guess is so important to to you know have people that understand that sacrifice almost and that that, you know you have to sometimes just be make make way for for those tough decisions and time that you're going to spend doing stuff
0: yeah obviously yeah and the first few well the first two or three years well I've only actually gone full-time this April. feels like it's been longer. <laughs> it feels like
1: it's longer, yeah. So
0: obviously I've had more time now, although I quickly found that I've managed to fill that time with <laughs> other stuff like the podcast and other kind of projects I'm working on. But yeah, so it was working full-time alongside trying to start something, but I think if you're passionate about something, that's where that energy comes from. And I used to spend so many evenings editing uh, and... Or even like researching stuff on YouTube or different Facebook groups and stuff just so I could learn more. Um and yeah, I used to sometimes sit at the computer until like eleven at night and then be back at work the next morning and sit at the computer doing my full time job for eight hours a day. <laughs> yeah. And then kind of back back yeah. to it again in the evening after after putting Rory to sleep. So yeah. It does take dedication, but I think Part of why I've set up this group and community is because especially for people who are starting out or perhaps still side hustling, it's so important to have someone just to even just to chat to. Yeah, definitely. Um, Because you can, it, it can get a bit overwhelming. And I remember last year I shot, I think, 20 weddings whilst still working full time i'm still trying to be a mom and a wife and actually just have a life of our own and yeah make time for holidays and stuff like that and it was tough it was hard so. and
1: again something you talked about before there's that sort of huge feeling of guilt as well people with children will, will recognize the feeling you know i'm when i'm out coaching and i don't get home till you know 11 o'clock at night and i've left the house at half past seven in the morning to go and do my job and I've, I've seen my son for 10 minutes in the morning when he wakes up and i don't see him again until the following morning you feel guilty and it's yeah. it's hard um and it's it's important to get that balance i think and you know make sure you do make that time but
0: yeah but it's also important to recognize that you know you're not on your own in the sense that a lot of other people struggle with that too Yeah, it's, so yeah, i guess of course I do. yeah talking about it is is a good way to kind of at least get that off your chest i guess (laughs) because i'm in a position now where obviously i work from home and i can take rory to school i can pick him up and in the afternoons we do spend a bit of time together yeah but i i'm still finding it hard though because because i work from home work is here and i can just dip in and out so so it's quite tempting so easy to just do a little bit more in the evening or whatever whilst he's watching TV, and actually, I've been definitely guilty of doing that <laughs> too much recently.
1: Yeah, it is. It's really hard. It's really hard.
0: But then again, when you're out passionate about what you do, it is just so easy to get swept up in it because it's you know, all consuming. It's, yeah. it's
1: the same view you. you can see. you know, I'm sure lots of people listening will, will be familiar with the feeling it, it does take over everything if you're passionate about something you know even when you're doing other things the thing that you're passionate about is the thing that's on your mind and the thing that you're thinking about all the time and it it does it does completely take over everything all of your thoughts all of your time in the back of your mind there's always something you're thinking of you're always looking for the next thing and Mm -hmm. putting yourself under more pressure to do the next whether it's the group or the podcast there's always some extra thing to have to think about and to you know feel stressed about um, yeah. And again, it's why I think talking is so important to just sometimes for somebody to remind you why you're doing what you're doing and just say, you know, remind you that you're doing a good job, actually. Mm, and, that mm. you know, it's just moving in the right direction because it's so easy to be critical of yourself as well.
0: Yeah, I definitely do that a lot. And recently a Facebook post reminded me that um, it's only actually been two years since I've first done um, photographed a wedding um and that's not that long actually and sometimes I forget how far I've come from that first wedding when I was so nervous. yeah, <laughs> I remember going into it I still remember it today like you know, still remember it like it was yesterday um and yeah, and now I'm I've had over 30 weddings this year, so a oh, huge difference
1: yeah that's the thing as well and of course it's a short space of time but the volume of weddings you're doing in between it's you know it's plenty of experience but it, yeah you do sometimes need to take a, a step back almost and allow yourself to congratulate yourself maybe and just say look you know this is what I've achieved in this amount of time and you know I, I certainly don't do that enough I'm always sort of concerned about the next weekend and the next result you know we've lost a couple of games at the start of this season and it's easy to to sort of be focused on, on that and the fact that, you know, you, you've got to turn it around, you've got to, You've got to do something about it. But at the same time, you have to sort of look back, like we've created a, an entire senior section at the football club, so to, a first team and a development squad. So two teams, you know, over 30 players that we've recruited in the space of sort of three months and we're, we're putting those players together and expecting them to play together, to gel together Um for everything the way we want them to play to come across to them and it's it's easy if it's not going perfectly at the beginning it's easy to feel stressed about it but it's so important to take a step back and appreciate what you've achieved um, sometimes as well which is easy to be forgotten
0: yeah I think it's very easy to focus on the negatives as well of all the stuff that's maybe gone wrong or maybe goals that you've set yourself at the beginning of the year and you haven't met stuff like that Um, it's quite easy to get fixated on that and not actually, like I say, just appreciate what you have achieved.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. But I wanted to talk about, obviously we've mentioned the work-life balance, but so I think in August, after having, we had two weeks off for a holiday, but actually when I got back, I had all this work to do. Um, And I think I had another four weddings that month to shoot. Which is actually quite a lot, um, and I just felt really overwhelmed. And I remember going to the meetup in September and just telling everyone how awful I felt. Actually, <laughs> because I was
1: exhausted when we got back from holiday. Well,
0: I felt well yeah, that was another worse thing than
1: I did before we left.
0: We had a very we were kind of city hopping a lot, so the holiday we ended up coming back basically more tired than when we left. Really. Um, yeah. So yeah, I just felt really overwhelmed with everything.
1: Um, I think we were both in that period as well, where you had a lot of new things that you were sort of new ventures that you were exploring and pushing. And you, oh
0: yeah, actually, because the podcast just yeah. launched then as well. So, so yeah, I, was I remember you panicking that. about
1: would you be able to get Wi-Fi in the van. So we rented a VW van and, and and went down the south coast for the before we went across sort of Europe a little bit. And I remember you panicking about whether or not you'd have the internet. And were we able to connect to Wi-Fi? Whether you be able to release your podcast on the day that we we sort of said that you were going to do it. In the meantime, I had you know 30 new players back at home and training. You know, a couple of training sessions that I wasn't there for that my assistant and other coaches were were managing. And I, I felt in the back of my mind so distant from something that I felt was so important for me to be mm. there for as well. Mm. That it, it, this, this sort of at the back of your mind, it, it was there. So. I think that's another thing as well it's so important to find a way to be able to switch off sometimes as well and remove yourself from what it is that you're doing even if it's just for half a day to just make some time yeah. for yourself and
0: yeah so i've recently come so after the meet up and just feeling really bad about things <laughs> i um i actually got home and I, I wrote out how i would work each day so the hours i would work and what i would do Because I'd often just sit through and not have lunch or, well, have lunch, but have it at the desk. So I wouldn't actually have a lunch break or, you know, I wasn't getting any exercise in because I was always just chasing the next thing or just catching up with the editing. So since then, I've kind of started making sure i do exercise so whether that's in the afternoon if i can fit it in whether that's really early morning or in the middle of the day if i can also let myself do that which is it's been quite nice i've been able to go for a run or two in the middle of the day um but it's just given me that space and and that just time to not really do anything i guess
1: yeah it's just to to clear clear your head isn't it and just take a step back and get distance from you know everything can be 100 miles an hour especially from my sort of perspective of what you do um like i said because you do everything for your business because you are every person in that business and every role there's the if you look at it there's always something you can find that you could be doing
0: yeah so definitely.
1: it's 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 easy to just get sucked into that sort of continuous stage where you feel like you have to be doing something all the time so
0: yeah i was just listening to the uh deliciously a podcast and they were talking about um a link between um exercise and mental health and stuff and how just doing a little bit each day massively helps Um, it's huge if you do have like mild symptoms and stuff obviously clinical depression is a little bit different but...
1: but but it's everything i mean you know again to go back to sport but you know since we're on the focus of exercise that One of the projects that we do um, in Notts County, a mental health project for for gentlemen who are, um, you know, suffering with symptoms of depression or have sort of heightened anxiety or, um, you know, sort of just just any sort of mental health issues really. Um, You know, we, we put on a session where they get to come down. We've got a clinical psychologist that will do a workshop so he might talk about anger um, he might talk about stress or anxiety um, the guys all sort of chip in with their thoughts and feelings and and it helps them to talk about it and then you know we play football um, and it's just a release it's just that exercise and you know that time out of the day where we can you know you just sort of forget maybe a little bit of the stress and the anxiety and just play football and exercise there's so many studies that show how how important exercise and uh you know and recreational sport and stuff can be to to improve your mental health and to improve how you feel um i don't don't think people value it enough
0: yeah i think um it's usually one of the first things to go actually when you're working for yourself because Mm.
1: It's an easy thing to to leave, isn't it? Well it is because it's you've the got other priorities.
0: Thing. You've got to prioritise client work, you've got obviously stuff like admin, emails to answer, then stuff like accounting and just general Children l- to pick up dinner to yeah, make general <laughs> life. Shopping to do. Yeah, All of these exactly. kinda of day to day yeah, so things. So when I was feeling really stressed, I wasn't really getting any exercise in and I it's made such a difference just taking time out in the day. Obviously, I haven't been every day, like, each week, but, you know.
1: I think it's important not to put pressure on yourself no, as yeah. well. So, obviously, you know, already, you know, you can sort of say you've not done it every day, but that's fine. Like, it's absolutely yeah, fine.
0: Yeah, but I've, I've noticed a massive difference, so I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Is yeah, of I've, course. I've noticed that my stress levels have gone down. I just, I feel like I'm in control more, I yeah, guess, because I 100%. felt just so overwhelmed at one point. With all the things that I had to do, um, and it's just felt yeah, it's, it's been a good relief to a good release, even. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: a relief when you're not stressed, as well.
0: exactly. <laughs> so, one of the things we've actually done in the kind of closed Facebook group that I run, which is Fearless Hustle Collective, um, is we started a so after one of the meetups, we started a like an exercise thread just to keep motivated we haven't really kept up with that that much but it's been quite nice actually because we all chatted about um exercise and during the meeting i think everyone felt quite motivated afterwards yeah of course it's and it's went hard. away then the next day and did stuff and actually we, we all went out and that did one things. day <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah no we've more or less kept up i think but yeah it's it's been nice so obviously if you are a female running your own business um you can find us on facebook um and it's a very kind of open and supportive group so everyone um is welcome so it's quite i found it quite nice and we chat about stuff like podcast recommendations and bits like that that aren't necessarily um you know business related in a sense but it's just quite nice just to um well, I find podcasts motivational anyway, actually. I've, yeah. I listen to quite a few and I find them quite good to just listen to when I'm editing sometimes. Or if I'm running, actually, I mostly listen to podcasts now, which I used to listen to music.
1: But... Yeah, it's quite... Again, it's just, just time to focus on something else. And
0: Yeah, but also I feel like I'm getting something out of it as well because yeah. I'm listening to something kind of interesting. Yeah, and... definitely. Yeah, so I've been listening to those on long drives as well. Um which, funnily enough, I've got a long one coming up to Cardiff, so I need to to prepare (laughs) a few episodes, yeah. But um, kind of coming from the Facebook group, I recently had an idea to create a three-month membership uh, for women who've uh, started their businesses not too long ago. Um, And the idea is that it will be a really kind of supportive... Community, Um, and we'll have a couple of experts come in each month and chat about things like maybe goal planning, um, social media, all that kind of stuff. Someone uh, chatting about um, finding your ideal client or perhaps knowing where they might be um, online. So, stuff like
1: I think it's a lot of stuff that perhaps. I mean, I might be wrong with this, but it's a lot of stuff that you don't necessarily think about. So as a as a creative person, you have, you know, something that you're passionate about. So in your case, it's photography. Um, you know, I enjoy writing and, you know, there are plenty of people that enjoy doing different things, but that's what you're passionate about. That's what you're good at. You're not necessarily going to know about the business side. You're not necessarily going to know about how to market, how to, you know, utilize search engines, search engine optimization all these kind of yeah. things that actually are so important nowadays and are so vital to businesses being successful. So it sounds really like it could be a really, really helpful tool to help, you know, as an informative tool and, you know, to help people perhaps understand some extra bits and find out information about stuff that they weren't too confident in, perhaps.
0: Yeah, and also um, the idea will be that you know, it'll be an open group where you can ask questions, and sometimes it, it's as simple as that: is having somewhere to go of course. and ask a question. I've so many times I've kind of wondered about certain things, but I wasn't really sure, and there isn't necessarily, unless you have a good friend who perhaps you you think will know the answer, you're not necessarily gonna have somewhere to go and ask your other half or your partner or you have other friends who don't perhaps run their own businesses might not necessarily know how to help you with certain things. So exactly
1: I think... yeah you've got a pool of people I guess that are going you know down the same path that, that you're going down and, and people that can share experiences and, and share pitfalls or you know advice and things that perhaps they would like to do or even stuff they'd do differently yeah
0: um another thing that's actually just only popped into my head so.
1: <laughs> the next thing this is the next um, thing.
0: no it's still within the <laughs> membership but actually i think talking about money is quite important we don't talk about it enough um there's
1: a huge stigma i think especially i think it's a british thing as well um you know i remember my grandma my yeah, nana always yeah. saying you know you never talk about family and you never talk about money outside of the house i just you do not you would never dream of asking somebody how much they earn you know you it's just one of those things that is sort of a a stigma that that people don't want to be open about and don't want to talk about
0: yeah which which makes it hard actually for those who are just coming into um the business world i suppose because you don't really know how much you should be charging you don't know what to do with the bookkeeping side of things all these different things so actually i'd love to bring someone in to chat about that perhaps um i think
1: it's so important as well i mean something that i know you've struggled with sort of personally is actually knowing how to value your work
0: Mm, that's a huge you know you kind
1: of it's so easy especially i guess when you're starting out you look at a price or you look at a price point and you think wow that's actually perhaps not very much money um or you think wow that's a lot of money and are people going to want to pay that but it's you know, it's massively it, it,
0: hard to know how to price yourself at the of beginning. Of course,
1: and and the further you get in, I guess you know it's easier to sort of put a value on your work. Um, but yeah, at the start it must be so difficult to know where to pitch yourself and where to.
0: Yeah, it's having that confidence as well, actually, to. You know, put prices that are actually valid prices, and where you're not underselling yourself.
1: Yeah, I think it's hard as well because I think something I've sort of seen from the outside looking in you know with with the creative industry is that people almost don't you know they'll find out you're a photographer and they'll say ah oh, you know could you just pop down and take a few photos of this or they'll you know i don't know if if you're a graphic designer or something you you know you want somebody to to do something for you and it, it's the value is not there it's you wouldn't you know go to any other business and expect them to do something for you for free or yeah for... that's
0: something we talk about in the kind of photography forums quite a bit because um, people who have even been like contacted by like people like influencers and stuff saying, "Hey, do you want to shoot my wedding? Like, it's gonna be like really great exposure for you." Yeah, but exposure yeah. does not pay bills. No, it doesn't. Of
1: course, it doesn't. It's... You could spend your whole life doing doing things to increase your exposure and to get your name and about. And there is a time and a place to do that, I guess. And there are, you know, you can be selective. And I think that's important as well to be selective with it and do what feels right and what's the right match for you, and not get sucked into just. I can't think of a great word for it but just, you know, sort of soliciting your business for 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 no value and just yeah, doing
0: yeah.
1: doing freebies all over the shop.
0: Yeah, I know. That's something actually I wanted to talk about on the blog is is actually collaboration and stuff and there is definitely a place for it and I think it's has really important but it's got it's be to be beneficial, beneficial. Yeah. mutually beneficial so for me like organising styled shoots has been massively beneficial because it benefits the venue that we've organised it at Yeah, and also it benefits all of the suppliers so everyone gets photos and then we submit to a wedding blog and then obviously everyone gets to everyone's credited so yeah.
1: somebody sees the photo they like the flowers they contact the florist exactly, or they see the venue exactly. and you know they might end up having a wedding there so that's valuable
0: yeah that. definitely but yeah it's important not to give away your work for free completely but then again at the beginning i mean i remember charging very low rates
1: yeah it's about getting your foot you, in the door you've
0: got to get some it's, form of portfolio. exactly, exactly and... the
1: same with you know my industry there are so many people looking for jobs and that there are so, you know, there's so much in football. There's a huge amount of, you know, are you an ex player? Do you know such and such? You know, there's a huge amount of that and it's hard enough as it is to get in to that industry, not having been a professional player or, you know, and, and to, to, you know, sometimes you do have to volunteer and, you know, give your time away for free or, you know, and look at it that you are gaining valuable experience. And, and whilst, you know the people are benefiting from your time you know you do have to do that sometimes to to better yourself and to grow in the the sector or the industry or or the profession that you that you are looking to work in
0: yeah i definitely agree it's just about knowing when to put a stop to that yeah and
1: when to stop being taken advantage of i guess really (laughs) yeah
0: basically Yeah. yeah okay so to wrap up do you have a tip for anyone who's just starting their business
1: um from my very limited <laughs> expertise in starting my own business i think something that crosses across loads of loads of different occasions is that you've just got to take the plunge you have to take that first step and like i said earlier it's so easy to find an excuse all of the time there will always be something that means it's not the right time to do what you want to do whether it's financial and you don't want to take the risk in terms of you know the sort of job security that you perhaps have or the bills you have to pay whether it's a time issue and you know you don't feel like you have the time or the spare time or you know a way to make it work with what you're doing that you will always find a reason not to do what you want to do and until you take that plunge, I mean, you were terrified. Let's be honest; we're all that we were worried. You know, at the beginning, you were leaving, you know, an eight-hour-a-day secure job,
0: stable and you, income. You that know, was, stable yeah. income. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, holiday pay. You know, your five weeks off a year, whatever it is. All of these things, which as a self-employed person you don't really get, you have to sort of factor it into your costs and into your business. But you know, it's a scary, scary thing to do. But you know, obviously, you're now starting to reap the rewards of that of being your own boss and being able to drive your creativity and and you know channel your passion into something really really fantastic and it's so important to just take that first step
0: yeah I definitely wouldn't look back like it's been the best
1: yeah I'm jealous
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's been the best decision um and I've enjoyed it so much and obviously I've been kind of open about having those tough moments but everybody does yeah people and who
1: say they don't I don't believe the word they say it's not true no
0: but I think obviously on social media you see just like the all the pretty stuff that happens and all the achievements or all the that kind of stuff and yeah people want to and, sell
1: that as well and
0: of course yeah and I, I completely understand that and you want to celebrate that too so that's kind of an important point but yeah it, it's quite important to talk about the hard stuff but yeah taking the leap making that first step because it is so exciting
1: yeah well, anything with risk and high risk is the biggest reward and it's it's the adrenaline and the anxiety and the the fear <laughs> A of, lot of anxiety. That, yeah it <laughs> yeah, can lead to the the sort of biggest reward biggest risk equals the biggest reward
0: yeah definitely Okay, well, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. And I'll be back um, next week with another um, kind of normal interview. Um, uh, (laughs) This was a normal interview, but you know what I mean. And I'll see you soon. As always, I'd be really grateful if you could leave a review on iTunes so that other female creatives can enjoy this podcast too. I'll see you next week.